0: Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode by episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah.
1: And I'm Caroline.
0: And today we're going to be talking about season one, episode 14, Tahiti.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Caroline, how was your week?
1: Well, it was pretty good. Uh, Last weekend I got to go home to Baton Rouge for a day. We were doing a surprise party for my mom's half birthday, and <laughs> she had no idea I was in town, and so just, it was so much fun. I got to, like, help set up for the party in secret, and then plus I got to see Mariah at for a few hours at the party because she got to come, so
0: it was so fun. Yeah, I came, I came down, well, I came up. The same thing. <laughs> I live in the deep south of Louisiana. <laughs> you know how Louisiana is shaped like a boot? I'm down in the toe. <laughs> well,
1: how was your week?
0: Um, It was all right. It was, it was pretty much the same. Your mom's half birthday is pretty much the only thing I did, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was. You know what? That's enough.
0: It was fun. It was fun. We got together. We got to film a couple TikToks. Yeah. It was cool. Well, good. All right. Let's get into it now. Let's do so it. So, this episode was written by Jeffrey Bell and directed by Bobby Roth. Ooh. So, tell us who we meet, Caroline. So,
1: we made a couple of new characters this time. First of all, Agent Garrett. Um, and my only thoughts on him at first were, who the fuck does he think he is? Who the fuck do I think he is? Who is he? <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Agent Antoine Triplet, who is almost as much of a flirt as Coulson, he
0: so, has my whole that heart. Was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: trip.
0: <laughs> oh, Trip.
1: So let's get into this episode. Okay. So we open on Sky being wheeled through a hospital in her hyperbaric chamber, and Coulson and Simmons are filling in the Shield doctors on what went down. This is two hours after she was shot, apparently. The doctor is saying that Simmons' quick thinking with the hyperbaric chamber is most likely what has kept Sky alive this long. We knew this. As the medical staff wheel Sky away, Simmons comments, oh, I'm such a mess. And Coulson stops her and says, No, you were great. And yes, she was.
0: She was. She always is. Believe in yourself, baby. She's perfect. Okay, so like literally not even a minute into the episode, and I had to pause and like go on one of my little tirades (laughs) i love that the shield hospital wing actually has the rod of asclepius who is the greek god of healing uh instead of hermes caduceus the one with like the two snakes and the wings okay yeah for some reason we use that like in america or like a lot of ambulance companies like private ambulance companies use that because it just like looks cooler I guess Yeah. but uh, Hermes has absolutely nothing to do with medicine uh, <laughs> he just has a rod with two snakes on it that <laughs> looks kind of like the rod with one snake on it
1: <laughs> it's more symmetrical you know
0: <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah I just I really appreciated that they used the correct symbol yeah yeah <laughs> Greek mythology is one of my main special interests, so I take advantage of any opportunity to talk about it. <laughs> i That's probably why I do not have luck making friends as an adult, because one time, like, in a conversation, I don't remember where I was working, but just, like, in a conversation, someone said something about, like, they, they were, like, referring to the sun, and they said Apollo. And I was like, you know, actually, Apollo's not really the god of the sun. That's Helios. They sort of get conflated, and I'm not sure why. I think it has to do with Roman mythology. <laughs> but, yeah, apparently adults don't like when you correct them on their uh, casual Greek mythology mentions. <laughs> <laughs> okay continue with the very serious scene this is a
1: very serious scene (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) so we see a quick scene of an unconscious sky being prepped for surgery and there's so much chaos and noise and movement and then it's quickly contrasted by the next shot of fitzsimmons ward and may sitting in silence in the bland hospital waiting room colson is on the phone with i assume hq demanding to speak with director fury because whatever bullshit they are giving him is fucking unacceptable fitz is distraught he's blaming himself for not stopping her from going inside alone and baby there were only two of you someone had to figure out the exit plan simmons reminds him like as if you could stop sky from doing literally anything she set her mind to but fitz just he can't stop and ward Ward interrupts this time with a quick pointed look at Coulson, saying she shouldn't have even been there. And, okay, I still don't know why Ward is mad at Coulson, but anyway. And then he says, I'm her S.O., it should have been me. And then finally, May interrupts this blame-shame spiral, saying, the one to blame is the man who shot her, Ian Quinn, and I hope he's fucking dead.
0: Finally, Someone making sense. Thank you, May.
1: Yes, the voice of reason.
0: Especially Ward. Like, where does he get off blaming Coulson? You both were knocked off the train at the same fucking time. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were there too.
1: <laughs> I I have no idea why he's mad at Coulson.
0: Like, no one should be blaming themselves because no one could have seen that coming. Exactly. But like, as uh, mm, blaming someone else is like a step farther than blaming yourself that's one thing that you shouldn't be doing but then like blaming someone that you you especially shouldn't be doing that literally ward (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway editing mariah i'm just chiming in to ask the question we were all thinking were those even words okay back to the show
1: So Coulson is furious. Apparently HQ is asking if they can take a message for Fury. So Coulson says, yes, the message is there is an agent dying and I have questions only he can answer. And then he slams his phone on the table. And I am so glad that he, you know, went there. Somebody (laughs) needed to. But also, like, which questions are we talking about? I know that there are a lot, but which ones in this particular moment?
0: <laughs> there's so many.
1: There's so many.
0: Whenever I say there's so many, I think of the um the song from Hamilton where there's a line that goes, "But there's so many of them." <laughs> and that's I think of that every time. There's so many of them. But there's so many of them.
1: <laughs> okay, serious scene.
0: <laughs> we can't be serious. We're allergic to it.
1: We can't I get a rash.
0: <laughs> you do!
1: <laughs> so after a while, the doctor comes back out to give the team some bad news. Sky is not doing well. She's on life support, and because of how the bullets perforated her organs, the damage is too great to be able to help her anymore, and Coulson now has to make the decision to keep her on life support or pull the plug. Everyone is stunned for a moment, and Coulson says, So you're saying there's nothing else to be done? And the doctor says... I'm saying it's time to contact her family and tell them to get here as soon as possible. But Coulson just says we're her family. The doctor offers her condolences and then leaves the team in a stunned silence. Everyone freezes right where they are, except May. May goes straight to Ian Quinn in the interrogation room on the plane. He's cuffed to the table and she bursts in the door. And before Quinn can get three douchey words out, she slams his head into the table and rips the chair out from under him. So he's, like, dangling on the floor. And he starts to say, no, you can't. And she's like, why? Because you're defenseless like she was. And then just starts wailing on him. Fucking finally. I... (laughs) I could watch hours
0: of Ian Quinn getting
1: punched in the face. That was immaculate.
0: <laughs> These were my stream of consciousness voice to text notes while I was watching the episode. And I want to like add that Erin walked into the living room as I was talking into my phone and saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh hell yes, May! Oh my god, I love seeing her just beat on him. Yes." break his face in like you're watching
1: a wrestling match yes.
0: <laughs> i just like have my phone like up to my mouth i'm just like yes May, get up
1: <laughs> so she only stops because colson and ward interrupt her colson calls her outside immediately so she shoves Quinn into the ground and huffs out of the room and like why did they stop her he was finally <laughs> getting what was coming to him for
0: real oh uh,
1: so, May storms into the lounge saying, Quinn deserves to die, not her. But Coulson says, Fuck Quinn. He doesn't even matter. I need you to fly the plane. And May goes, What are you talking about? You heard what the doctor says. And Coulson brings up other doctors. There are doctors who brought me back from the dead. If they can do that, I'm betting they can save Sky. And, like, <laughs> Coulson, like, you're still not over what those fucking doctors did to you. And now you want to do that to sky like i know that she's dying but is this the way to save her after all
0: the turmoil that it's put you through may's face in this scene kills me yeah i don't i don't know if it's my imagination or if it's just like the disney plus super hd <laughs> to me you can see that she's been crying yeah like her face is wet and just like when she when she yells like, Quinn deserves to die, not her. The pure rage and devastation in her voice. Like, she is so angry. I'm like crying talking about it.
1: <laughs> it was, yeah, she's excellent in that scene. Uh, Shout out to
0: Ming Na Wen. We love you. Come on the pod, please. (laughs) That's what I'm just gonna start saying. Like every time we talk about how much we love one of the actors, I'm gonna be like, "Come on the pod."
1: (laughs) Everyone, spread the word.
0: (laughs) Tweet at the tweet at the actors that you most want to come on the pod. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) So then, Sky's like entire ICU room gets like loaded into the plane.
0: I love Shield. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That was crazy.
0: Modern technology.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ward informs Coulson that HQ wants them to release Quinn to shield custody as soon as possible. But Coulson's like, um, why don't you take a fucking message for them?
0: Coulson's like, suck my dick. (laughs)
1: Literally.
0: (laughs) Suck my entire dick,
1: shield. Like, Fury couldn't take one goddamn phone call when my agent was dying. I think I'll keep her attempted murderer as long as I fucking feel like it. Okay? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So Ward asks if Colson is sure about taking Skye to Bethesda, which is where Colson's file says that he was taken after New York. And Colson decides to finally tell the rest of the team at least a little bit of what happened to him. Fitzsimmons are in disbelief. Simmons says that what Colson's describing is medically impossible. and I'm like, okay, but how many times did they do things that are scientifically impossible? Like what? Medicine is where they draw <laughs> the line for the possible. <laughs> okay. But Coulson just throws down his gigantic file and orders the two of them to read it regardless of their clearance level. Coulson tells them to reach out to Dr. Straighton if necessary. He should be eager to answer any questions you may have. <laughs> like, damn. Uh, I guess Coulson really put the fear of God in that man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was the point where I realized I've been pronouncing Stratton wrong this whole time.
1: I'm so glad it was I <laughs> I heard Stratton and I was like who?
0: <laughs> straighten, not straighten. Yeah. Got it. Cool. We'll say it
1: right from here on out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, probably not.
0: <laughs> I can't make any promises.
1: As long as we don't see it written, as long as we're hearing it, then it'll probably be okay. I'll just
0: write it as, like, the word straighten. Yeah. As in, like, f- straighten your hair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Fitz says, what about Tahiti? Fitz. Baby. <laughs>
0: You mean you didn't go? <laughs> right. I thought you went on vacation. <laughs> I-, I hoped you would have resort recommendations.
1: <laughs> Colson just says it wasn't so magical after all. Just false memories to cover up what was done. And I still wanna know, like like why did they program him to say it's a magical place like that though? <laughs> Like, I get it. It's false memories and stuff. Like, okay, fine. But if they really didn't want him to question those false memories, why did they give him, like, an auto response to a trigger word? Like, <laughs> that just seems like a dumb idea.
0: Just for the drama of it all. Yeah. They wanted to be messy.
1: <laughs> just see what they could get away with.
0: Yeah, they're like, let's see how long it takes him to figure it out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so ward joins may in the cockpit and he tells her that colson told him how long he was really dead for but you already knew that didn't you <laughs> and like duh she and colson are besties <laughs> but ward says even though he's seen Skye in there hooked up to all the life support machines he's still not sure that this is the right call and i can't believe that i'm still agreeing with ward <laughs> like is he out of character or am i this is, like, changing my whole worldview.
0: <laughs> Your life got flipped, turned upside down.
1: <laughs> I'd just like to take a minute, sit right down. <laughs> anyway, uh, so May says that if Coulson thinks that there is even one in a million chance to save any of their team, he would take it. And people like us need people like him, which is why we love Coulson. But also, Colson, look what they did to you.
0: May saying, people like us need people like him. (laughs) My
1: heart. It's so good.
0: (laughs) The Stoics need the softies. Yes. It's my favorite trope and (laughs) one I have recreated in real life. Yes. (laughs) It takes more effort to make work than it looks like on TV, but hey, isn't that every relationship?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, they only show, (laughs) like, the entertaining parts on TV. They don't show the other parts.
0: Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) I am a sucker for the grump with the tough exterior loving the emotional one with their heart on their sleeve. Yes.
1: That's always a good one. (laughs) So May continues, saying that putting hope in this Hail Mary is better than the alternative. Ward guesses that she means giving up, but she says... Or killing the man responsible. So Ward chooses now to start flirting.
0: What a sicko.
1: He's like I did like seeing you go after Quinn. You don't open the blinds like that very often. Okay. Ugh. Ew. May accidentally lets out like a small almost smile as the radio comes on and an air tower informs them that S.H.I.E.L.D. knows that they've disobeyed a direct order and they're ordering them to respond immediately. And then three other planes show up, flanking them on either side and one above. May responds asking for orders on how to proceed and they say, prepare to be boarded and relinquish control. (laughs) Like, uh, um, (laughs) boarded? (laughs) They are in the sky. (laughs) how the fuck are they gonna do that and also no (laughs) no thank you (laughs) so colson starts spitting facts (laughs) all the other war and chaos in the world and they choose to send planes after us
0: (laughs) get your priorities straight what
1: so the smaller of the planes connects to the bus mid-flight and then garrett (laughs) comes aboard like who the fuck is garrett (laughs) He comes at Coulson a little for not following orders, even though Garrett is apparently like the king of not following orders, but he just likes this one, apparently. He likes the order to take Ian Quinn to the fridge, so he's just gonna do it.
0: Bill Paxton, R.I.P. legend. He played the shit out of this role. He
1: did, for sure.
0: He's amazing. Uh, The comic book version of Gone Jarrett. Gone
1: Jarrett. (laughs) They're Gone Jarrett.
0: (laughs) So, John Garrett was actually a character in the comic books. He first appeared in the miniseries Electra Assassin, and he also played a supporting role in the comic series Secret Warriors, which I really want to read. I need to, like, find an omnibus of that.
1: I'll let you read that, and then you can tell me all about it.
0: I will. (laughs) I I certainly will.
1: I know you will. (laughs) So then Agent Antoine Triplett comes aboard as well. Garrett introduces him to Coulson and says that you wouldn't know it to look at him, but Phil's one of our finest. And like, I think he's pretty fine just looking at him, so I don't know what he's talking about.
0: (laughs) He's very slight. I wonder how tall Clark Gregg is. I don't know. That's something that I've never thought to look up.
1: (laughs) We'll look it up later. But
0: at least compared to Bill Paxton, he looks very petite. So small. (laughs) Small bead.
1: So then Garrett reveals that Tripp apparently replaced Ward when he left for Colson's team? <laughs> oh my god, and they were roommates?
0: <laughs> and they were roommates.
1: <laughs> so Colson asks, what's the real reason Garrett was the one that they sent to pick up Quinn out of everyone else? And Jesus, this is literally a bad blood situation. Like, stealing an employee out from the other one? <laughs> But apparently Garrett has also been chasing Quinn ever since Malta, which only Skye was able to do. So Garrett should be on his damn knees thanking her and doing everything possible to help save her instead of slowing them down. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. But instead, he's mad that Coulson's team cost Garrett's team weeks of work with the undercover Italy job. So Coulson fires back that Quinn is the one who shot Sky and that she isn't doing well. They don't have fucking time for this shit. So then Garrett's demeanor changes immediately, and he asks if they know for sure that Quinn is the one who pulled the trigger. Coulson explains how Sky infiltrated Quinn's compound in Malta and that he must have taken that personally when he saw her in Italy. Garrett is surprised that Quinn didn't just pay someone else to pull the trigger, but he seems to understand because he's lost three members of his own team trying to chase Quinn. So Coulson says, so you understand why I can't give him to you? And Garrett nods and says, because if she doesn't make it, I'm like, if she doesn't make it, what? Does that give them legal
0: warrant to retaliate? Like, what does that mean? Let's be real. As much as I love this show, it is super duper propaganda
1: oh absolutely
0: when does shield ever give a fuck about legality Uh, Never. (laughs) like an agent kills someone they're not supposed to and they're like oopsie i just really wanted to kill them and shield is just like you little scamp you're so silly don't let it happen again okay
1: right literal slap on the wrist (laughs) barely right so Tripp explores the rest of the plane and runs into Ward. And, God damn it, why is Ward still hot? <laughs> <laughs> and Tripp says that Garrett still talks about the thousand yard shot that Ward took. Ward corrects him it was actually 2,000 <laughs> in BD. And, like,. No wonder he doesn't understand why May doesn't want to be called the Cavalry because he does want recognition for all of the shit that he's done and he wants legends and myths to be built around him because his ego is gigantic. (laughs) So Tripp laughs it off and changes the subject to their playboy style jet. Ward clearly does not like this guy. Probably because Tripp wasn't fangirling hard enough over Ward. It's okay, Ward. We think you're hot sometimes. (laughs) Tripp asks how Coulson managed to swing such a sweet ride. And Ward says he died. And Tripp goes, that's tight.
0: (laughs) I love him. That's tight.
1: (laughs) That was my favorite line of this whole episode.
0: (laughs) I love Tripp so much. (laughs)
1: so trip changes the subject again saying so you want to point me to the box you're keeping quinn in and ward's like uh no (laughs) no thank you trip says come on man you know how this works garrett used to be your so too and ward says why don't you remind me (laughs) (laughs) that was so unnecessarily horny ward (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) now kiss yes (laughs) literally (laughs) So, Trip says that he's under strict orders to get Garrett whatever he wants. But Ward's like, tough. And then Trip gets in one more dig at their fancy plane, and then they start fighting. And why does Ward fighting make me laugh every single time?
0: Ooh, the girlies are fighting.
1: Yes. So Coulson and Garrett come in just in time to call them off and announce that they've come to an agreement. Garrett convinced HQ to let him interrogate Quinn on the plane while they make their way to Bethesda. He brags about being a real sweet talker. You wouldn't believe the things that I could talk this son of a gun into at Ward. Um, what the fuck? (laughs) And then the look that Ward gives in response? They definitely fucked. (laughs) <laughs> to quote supernatural you can't spell subtext without s e x and then garrett reveals the real reason that he's cooperating quote saving the girl and i hate that she's not a child <laughs> Saving the girl is top priority. Besides, if she wakes up, she might know something. Do you think he would give her more than a single second of consciousness before he started interrogating her? Because at this point, I don't. (laughs) So Fitzsimmons are still pouring over Coulson's file. Simmons says she's never even heard of half the drugs that they gave Coulson or the, like, surgery machine that implanted the false memories. And Simmons doesn't like it. She says it feels diabolical. And I agree. And Fitz agrees. But Coulson is up and walking around. And then Simmons says our catchphrase, but at what cost? (laughs) She reminds Fitz about the part of the transcripts where Coulson begged for death. But Fitz is adamant that this is different because Skye is alive and they're trying to keep her that way. Which, that is that is a good difference to note. Yeah,
0: that's that's a good point. And, like, I mean, she wouldn't be undergoing, like, all of the things that he went through. Right, exactly. Which, Coulson does point out He later. does, he does.
1: <laughs> but just then, Simmons' phone rings. She expects Dr. Streeton because she had asked for him to advise them. But whoever it is gives her some very unexpected news. But then we don't find out
0: what it is. <laughs> so when Simmons first mentions that she wants to phone Dr. Straton, apparently a lot of people mistakenly thought she said Dr. Strange, um, referring to the comic book character, obviously, Dr. Stephen Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, who had not appeared in the MCU yet up till that point. Ah. So like people misheard and got really excited. Yeah. However, in subsequent scenes, she is clearly saying Dr. Stratton, the character played by Ron Glass. Of course. So, the Dr. Strange movie, like, had been announced at this point in time, but it had only barely started production. I don't even think that Bendy Stick Cucumber <laughs> had been cast yet. Um... <laughs> And the movie wouldn't be released until 2016. So, no, unfortunately, Doctor Strange did not make his debut on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Damn it. Could you imagine? Oh,
1: my God. The heads would have
0: exploded. WandaVision who? (laughs) So, in
1: the holding cell, Quinn is awakened by a hand slamming on the table that he's cuffed to. And I just... I keep imagining them, like, quietly tiptoeing into the room so that they wouldn't wake him up, and then they just, like, slam on the table. (laughs) They were like, we're gonna fuck with this guy. (laughs) So Quinn's face is bloody and bruised, as it should be, and Coulson and Garrett close the door behind them and sit at the table. Coulson says that Garrett is here to ask Quinn a few questions, and Quinn says, no thank you, my head is still ringing from the last visitor. Fucking good.
0: My dude, I don't think you get a say.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) So Garrett says, You're lucky the last visitor even left you with a head. (laughs) Period. (laughs) (laughs) Ian starts to open his mouth for a cheeky retort about wanting a lawyer, but Garrett grabs his lips. God, this guy is so horny.
0: (laughs) Even worse, he fully grabs
1: his tongue. I realized that later. But I do, I feel like it's so much funnier for it to be his lips.
0: <laughs> How forcefully do you have to reach into someone's mouth to like j- grab their tongue? Right? He was
1: so fast too. So Garrett says, let me be clear you have no rights, no lawyer. The only thing keeping Agent Coulson from throwing you off this plane is the very weak heartbeat of a young agent downstairs. And the only incentive I have for not tearing your tongue out is that you use it to answer my questions. This was when I realized he was grabbing his tongue, (laughs) not his lips. It's still pretty horny, though. (laughs) This was a very horny episode. (laughs) So Ian enthusiastically agrees. And Garrett's first question is about Cybertech and the Deathlock program. And he roasts the name Deathlock when (laughs) Cybertech is right there. I mean, come on. But he calls it an 80s wrestler name. But Quinn doesn't want to talk about Deathlock. He taunts them, saying, that's dangerous waters. The last agent that waded into them wound it up with two in the stomach. Oh, my
0: God. Like, you are testing your fucking luck, dude. Yes. Like, you just got the shit beat out of you. And, like, someone just grabbed your tongue and you're like, hm, I'm going to get this little dig Right. In.
1: Fucking asshole.
0: Hello? You're, you're not smart. <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And so Coulson lunges at him, but Garrett holds Coulson back and then backhands Quinn. <laughs> and he has like the weeniest reaction to being hit. <laughs> he was like, ooh, <laughs> oh. oh. you hit me. What a deep. Such <laughs> a fucking deep. So Quinn says, so she's still alive. And Garrett says, yeah, and you better hope she stays that way or we're going to wreck you, motherfucker. (laughs) Maybe I added that. I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) Coulson asks if Ian shot Skye because she saw the tech that Cybertech had delivered. But Ian says that he only shot her because the clairvoyant told him to. (gasps) What?
0: You know? I don't think I like this clairvoyant guy. I think he's bad news. (laughs) You might be onto something. (laughs) Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. So then
1: May rushes to the lab because Simmons called her. Simmons says she just got off the phone with the trauma center in Bethesda, and Dr. Stratton has gone off the grid.
0: Dr. Strange went off the grid? (laughs) Oh my goodness. And like, fuck, isn't that what Coulson told him
1: to do? God damn it. (laughs) God damn you following orders. Terrible timing. (laughs) So May says that they can just find a different doctor there who operated on Coulson. But apparently none of the operating rooms or doctors involved in Coulson's treatment even exist. They were never a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And like, who was lying to who, though? Like, did someone lie to Dr. Straton? Did they lie to whoever put Coulson's file together? Did they lie to Dr. Fury? Like, what the fuck? He said doctor- Dr. Fury, director. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so convoluted.
1: <laughs> I'm, my brain is exploding. So, back in the holding cell, the interrogation is continuing. Garrett is surprised that a billionaire like Quinn would believe in a psychic. But Quinn says it was a mutually beneficial relationship. Can
0: I just say that, like, there's definitely plenty of billionaires that believe in psychics? Right? (laughs) Like, I have definitely heard of, like, powerful people making decisions based on astrology. Yeah. Which, like, People who, like, rag on astrology, that's, like, their main argument against it is that, like, powerful people use it to make decisions sometimes. And I'm like, listen, astrology didn't cause them to be stupid. Right? That's not astrology's fault. (laughs) No one told them to do that. They decided. (laughs) Let them be responsible for their actions.
1: Like, just because someone told you to do it doesn't mean that, like, you now have to. You can be told to do something and then be like... That doesn't seem like a good idea. Maybe I'll do something else. Yeah.
0: These people made important decisions, like, based off of astrology and shit. But astrology and tarot and, like, all those other sorts of, like, mystical things, they pretty much, like, are what you make yeah. of them. Like, you are going to interpret what you want to interpret anyway. So they would have made those decisions anyways. Right. Why are we blaming the stars? Because you're stupid. Anyways, uh, continue. We're talking about the clairvoyant.
1: So Coulson speculates that whatever the clairvoyant has over Quinn must be pretty terrible for him to agree to shoot an unarmed woman. Coulson said girl, but as I said earlier, Sky is not a child. (laughs) Quinn just says that he learned very quickly that disobeying the clairvoyant was not in his best interest. The clairvoyant sees everything except what happened to Coulson. And then Coulson finally figures out the motive. The clairvoyant only knows that Coulson didn't know how he was saved, but if they were to kill Skye, Coulson would do everything in his power to save her, including bringing her to the place that saved him, which means either the clairvoyant sees exactly how to bring someone back from the dead, or Coulson would have to choose to let Skye die, and we all know that is not going to happen. So back in the lounge, May and Simmons are telling Coulson that the place in Bethesda wasn't real either. Colson wonders if maybe the doctors did exist, but somewhere else. He says this is S.H.I.E.L.D. There are always secrets. But Simmons says that's exactly what she's worried about. With all of the experimental drugs and mystery surgeries that they performed, Fitz and Simmons only understand about 70% of Colson's file. May brings up that even if they are able to find this top secret location and replicate these impossible procedures, that still leaves one obvious question. Jurassic Park knew it. We know it. Whether or not they should. Yeah. Coulson says that they don't have to submit Sky to everything that he went through. He just hopes to find some miracle drug or treatment that would be enough to keep her alive. And so he says, figure it out. Simmons takes her order and goes. May agrees that they need to do everything humanly possible to save Skye. But she acknowledges that doing so gives the clairvoyant exactly what they want. But Coulson is firm that that's a risk that they have to take. So Fitz comes to check on Simmons, who is checking on Sky. Simmons says that the only thing she can find that is remotely promising is a drug called GH325, which apparently started Coulson's wound regenerating within minutes. But there's no telling where to even start looking for it. And that's where Fitz comes in. Fitz to the rescue. (laughs) In the lab, Fitz has set up the echo chamber. Somehow, Fitz's contact gave them remote access to the shield vault, basically, from which they can find any shield file or purchase order or travel plan that they want to. They start opening all of these endless virtual files looking for anything that could possibly help.
0: The hologram file cabinet has always been so cool to me. Yes. I... I love it. I love those graphics.
1: It was incredible. I
0: wonder, like, if the swipes that Ian and Elizabeth had to do were, like, choreographed. Right. I don't know. That's a question for Elizabeth. Elizabeth, come on the pod. (laughs) Elizabeth, come on the pod. Ian, too. I know Ian won't because he's, like, a hermit. Damn it. Somebody call him. Who has his number? I know one of you do. (laughs) One of you has to. One of you has to. Statistically.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so... They find a collapsed World War II bunker that is technically an unsanctioned S.H.I.E.L.D. facility called the Guest House. Guest House, like G.H., like the drug. And the only other person who has opened the file was a level 10, which means it had to have been Director Fury. Is he the only level 10? I I think so. So they find the file on it, and at first it seems like it's encrypted, and the only person that they know who could crack it is on life support downstairs. But then Fitz realizes that it's not encrypted. It's just like a binary code version of a map or a, a picture, like a 3D interpretation of an image of mountains. It's so cool! So Mae gets them to the guest house island, and Coulson, Ward, May, and Fitz are all loading up with weapons and armor. Simmons is prepping Sky for transport, and Garrett and Tripp are gearing up as well. Ward asks, What if the people down there don't want to help Sky? And Garrett holds up a big gun and says, I'll say pretty please. <laughs> okay, I like Garrett. <laughs> so Coulson gives out the rest of the orders to Fitz about being in contact with Simmons so she knows when and where to transport Sky. Then the men head out without May for some reason, and the guys walk over to the very modern front door <laughs> and ring the doorbell. The guards inside give them a coded question. How was the drive from Istanbul? But no one knows the right response. It's not even one that they've ever heard before. So Coulson tries to just appeal to their empathy, but they just repeat the same question. Coulson tries one more, stressing that they need dire medical assistance, that this is life or death, but they just repeat the question again. So Garrett shoots the security camera and Fitz gets to work on the buzzer lock thing. Guess it's pretty (laughs) pleased. Guess it's pretty pleased. So the guards are gearing up for a fight and they comment that they're impressed by our team hacking their way in. But their orders are clear. If they don't know the countersign, they apparently have to die.
0: They were just trying to, like, mind their business, right? have a good evening, eat their Weedos. <laughs> weedos? Did you see, like, the cereal box, like, on the counter that they, like, shot through? It said Weedos? I'm, like, f- <laughs> I'm fairly certain it said Weedos. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, the guest house location was filmed at three different locations. Mm. A small hillside in San Pedro, Los Angeles, for the exterior, A water treatment plant for the entrance to the compound, and then on a set for the interior. Nice. That's cool. It's, like, so interesting, like, how many moving parts go into essentially, like, not one scene, but, like, one location, you know? Yeah. And, like, all of those were obviously shot days apart. Yeah. Like, I know that that's the case with, like, all TV shows, but shut up. It doesn't stop being amazing. Right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) It doesn't stop being amazing that I can't tell that it wasn't the same day. Right. That, like, the emotions just flow through to the next scene. Like, fuck. (laughs) Actors, you guys are awesome. Keep it up.
1: And editors, the editors, because the editors are the ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Because you got to choose the, like, right the right take yeah that like fits best
1: and then you know what everybody because the directors too the directors have to like already have that vision for it yeah and then decide like each individual piece of it
0: yeah and you like have to like describe like okay i in this scene i want you to to say this this way right you know like hot take but actors and directors and stuff and like people that work in Hollywood, they're pretty talented. <laughs> Hot take. I don't know if anyone said that before. I feel, yeah,
1: I feel like that's that's an unpopular opinion. I
0: feel like that could be controversial. That could be controversial. Maybe I should cut it out.
1: <laughs> no, no, keep it in. Be brave. <laughs> <laughs> so our guys have made their way to the elevator right in front of the tempered glass like front doors to the facility. They all jump down through the elevator, and Fitz tries to calm over to Simmons that they're going in, but he doesn't hear anything back. And then his little, damn it, is so, it's so
0: cute. It's so sad. I, like, I don't mean to be condescending. This is a grown man. And, like, I feel like this will be condescending to all Scottish people. But maybe it's, maybe it's just Ian specifically, but, like, something about his voice and his accent just makes everything he says sound fucking adorable right like he could be like i took a shit this morning and like, you're so cute oh my god stop uh,
1: literally though no. <laughs> anyway so fitz jumps down to join the group and he lets colson know that the cons are down again and this time it's because they are under so much mountainous terrain Garrett says that's probably better, so Simmons and May don't have to hear the horrible deaths that they are walking into. A real ray of sunshine, this one.
0: I would hate being around him. Right? It's fun to watch on TV, but that personality like Exhausting. makes me so uncomfortable. When you're around people like that, that say those like weird, bizarre, violent things, yeah. and they're like, "That was a joke." I'm like, oh, yes. "It wasn't funny." Okay. I I am very scared. <laughs> I don't want to be around you. <laughs> Please go away.
1: Anyway, so Fitz of course saves the day again of course. by breaking into the locks on the doors. The second they all get inside and find cover, the guards start firing. And I just I love that they the guards like gave them time to find cover first. Like that was so sweet of them.
0: So courteous. <laughs> they are guests after all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So Colson tries to warn the guards that they are there for medical assistance, but they'll defend themselves if necessary. But he's cut off by more automatic gunfire. Ward tells Garrett that he counts two hostiles, and they both rush in, guns blazing. Every single one of them has terrible aim. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally just, like, standing still, shooting, and no one is getting hit.
0: <laughs> the, the thing is, I, I don't know anything about how guns and bullets work, or how tempered glass works. But wouldn't they ricochet? Like, someone would definitely get hit. Right? In the butt or something. Look at how my tears ricochet. <laughs> Just look at them. Exactly. They're ricocheting. Exactly.
1: So Fitz gives Colson one of the light bombs to detonate so that Ward can see his opposition. And then he makes the shot. One of the guards goes down. Garrett kills the other one, and Coulson tells Fitz to try and get some lights on. As they move through the facility, the guard that Ward hit has moved, but is leaving a trail of blood for them to follow. That's again so courteous of
0: them. <laughs> just like I'm over here, I'm over here, you guys. <laughs> Come find me. We're playing hide and seek.
1: So Colson and Ward finally find him bleeding out against a wall. Colson takes his keys and asks where the doctors are, but the guard says that the med staff doesn't stay there. So Colson asks where they keep the drugs because the GH325 could help this guy too. The guard doesn't respond to that. He just asks if he knows Colson. Colson says that he's not sure, but he may have spent some time there once. So the guard says, oh, then you know about the timer. <coughs> the timer? <laughs> what? <laughs> then Garrett yells that they have a problem. The timer is to a bomb rigged as a failsafe in case the guards fail to stop invaders such as themselves. So they have ten minutes before the whole mountain comes crashing down on top of them.
0: Convenient. That's actually, like... A lot of time, con- considering That's so like much time. all things considered, yeah.
1: Really. <laughs> <laughs> so Colson tells Garrett and Ward to figure out a way to get them all out, while Fitz and Colson go to look for the drug. Back on the plane, Trip is trying to get to know Simmons and Sky's relationship. Simmons says that they only go back a few months and they don't really have anything in common. They couldn't be more different. I beg to differ. Like they're literally they're both white brunette women who work for a super secret spy organization. I feel like that is a lot to have in common. (laughs) But Tripp says, regardless, you can't imagine your life without her.
0: He understands her. Sky and Simmons friendship is everything to me i love it so much i feel like it's time for you to know that there is a name for the two of them within the fandom it's skimmins Skimmins. (laughs) (laughs) i didn't expect you to think it was funny (laughs) why is like every ship name in this show so bad (laughs) okay but you say why what okay what's theirs it's skyward that's awful (laughs) skyward Skyward.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer why because why are they together. <laughs> uh anyway, so Tripp says that he's experienced that too and that Sky is very lucky to have Simmons. Agreed. He says that if anything bad ever happens to him, he also hopes to have Simmons in his corner. And the look he gave her, Trip, she has a boyfriend. <laughs>
0: He's testing the waters. He's seeing, you know, like he's not coming on too strong. He's just like, you know, I think you're pretty cool. (laughs)
1: Literally the horniest episode they've had. (laughs) But May cock blocks them, thankfully, and informs them that the comms are down. If they don't hear from the team within the hour, May is going in after them. But then immediately, Sky starts coding and they all spring into action. (sighs) Back in the guest house. Colson has found the room that his operations happened in. He gets lost in the horrible memories, then Fitz snaps him out of it.
0: The spooky scoring gets me, like, every time. Yes. There's just something about it, like the vocalizations. It sounds so ghostly.
1: So Ward is realizing that the timer is just a clock, and the actual detonator must be somewhere else. But they don't have time to search the whole compound for it, so they go with plan B. Colson and Fitz find a biohazard containment vault, and Colson immediately goes in. They search this biohazard lab and find the GH325 just as Ward comes to give them the four minute warning. Colson sends Fitz to bring it up to Simmons. Fitz hurries away, but Colson is distracted by something. He sends Ward away, saying he'll be right behind them, and then Colson goes over to a partially hidden door that has the acronym Tahiti! Fuck! <laughs>
0: It's so intense. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> so he opens the door, and it looks like a one-person morgue. Ward calls for three minutes left as Garrett and Fitz set up a smaller bomb to blow open the front doors. Ward detonates it with a gunshot, which seems unnecessary, but okay.
0: <laughs> the thing about it is, on, like, the goofs page... They, like, had a note that this specific type of explosive would not have been set off by a gunshot. (laughs) So that makes it funnier now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they get Fitz through the doors first so he can get the drug up to Simmons. When Coulson isn't right behind them, Garrett orders Ward to go with Fitz while Garrett goes to find Coulson. In the plane, Simmons is wondering if Skye would even want to be saved this many times. And May says they've come too far to quit on her. And as Fitz's calm finally comes through, telling them to get off the ground immediately, Sky starts coding again. Fuck. So Garrett finally finds Coulson staggering through the halls, and Coulson starts screaming that they can't give Sky that drug. Fitz finally gets to Simmons with the drug, but she doesn't know how much or even where to inject it into Sky. Ward tells May that they need to get into the air immediately or the ground is going to fall out from under them. Garrett and Coulson are finally getting out the doors and heading up the stairs of the facility. They get to the cargo hold just in the nick of time. May is getting off the ground as the mountain is literally imploding underneath them. So Simmons is injecting Skye with the GH325 just as Coulson runs in screaming for them not to. Simmons looks apologetic as she says, I was losing her anyways. What harm could it do? But it immediately starts working. Sky goes from flatlining to a strong heartbeat in seconds. But then her heartbeat starts spiking and Sky starts writhing on the bed. Nobody knows what's happening or what to do. And someone yells Sky's name. I think it was Fitz, but it sounded just like Dylan Minnette from a few episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's a very intense scene, but I couldn't. I, I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone is freaking out as sky is like folding herself in half backwards
0: someone get an exorcist literally but anyway according to the wiki page for this episode that was a seizure oh okay as
1: quickly as it started sky stabilizes and everything is okay trip asks simmons what she gave sky and simmons looks at colson in shame colson looks back terrified simmons says i don't know but it worked may congratulates colson because he did it but colson still looks horrified and he leaves the room may asks garrett what happened but garrett just says one minute colson seemed fine and the next he looked like he'd seen a ghost and maybe he did that place was creepy (laughs) so garrett and trip go into the holding cell again to taunt ian colson stops garrett as trip leads quinn up to their docked plane Colson thanks him for everything, and Garrett promises to continue to make Quinn's life a living hell. Thank you! <laughs> Garrett then asks if Colson was really prepared to throw Quinn off the plane if Sky didn't make it, but Colson reminds him that Garrett was the one who made that threat. <laughs> Colson just wanted to keep him on the plane for a while. <laughs> and Garrett's like, oh yeah, my mistake. That was me. <laughs>
0: When he's, like, going up and he's like, oh, I have a feeling I'll be seeing you again. Trip has eyes for your biotech girl. Oh, yeah. I don't blame Trip. Nope. I have eyes for her, too.
1: She's perfect.
0: <laughs> Everyone in the world should have a crush on Jim Simmons. And if you don't, what the fuck is wrong with you? Exactly.
1: If you don't... You're not right in the head. I mean, maybe they're, like, aromantic, which... Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess. I can make an exception, exception, but that's the
0: only exception. <laughs>
1: So, May comes up to Colson's office later to ask why he wasn't happy about doing the impossible and saving Sky's life. Colson doesn't respond, so May continues. She heard about him yelling for them not to use the drug on Sky. What made him change his mind? Colson looks into the distance, and we see what happened in the Tahiti room. Colson turns on the light and looks around. He finds the GH325, among other GH drugs, and he follows the tubes that they are siphoning into or out of. I don't, I couldn't tell. But they lead to a vault, which, of course, he opens, and he pulls out a blue humanoid creature, alien thing. (laughs) And, like, I couldn't tell if it was regenerating into a full body or if it was cut in half. Like, I don't, I literally had no idea what was happening. (laughs)
0: So I don't think it's a spoiler to say that it was an alien. I think you're supposed to like infer that it was an alien. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna go ahead with these fun facts. I was like,
1: is that what Colson turned into? <laughs>
0: um, so creating the alien was a complicated process. It involved discussions with visual effects supervisor Mark Kolpak, friend of the podcast. Hey. Come on the pod, Mark. Come on the pod, Mark. <laughs> Um, the executive producers and Marvel's CCO, Joe Quesada. And actually, Mark Kolpak's son, Brandon, who is a personal trainer and bodybuilder, actually served as like a body scan reference for the alien. Because they knew that the alien had to be like, buff.
1: Imagine being so built that you are the reference.
0: You're the reference for the alien corpse, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jed Whedon thought... That's how they worded it, thought. So, like, is it or not? So He thought the episode was the most expensive of the season for visual effects. Um, And he said the alien was a sneaky cost beyond simply being a man in a tube. Because, like, water had to be added digitally, uh, along with, like, distorting the images seen through, like, the tube and then the water and, like, on the other side. Okay. So how did he not know?
1: (laughs) I I don't know. I feel like you should know that.::
0: it, The wording is very confusing. <laughs> He's like, "It's my personal theory, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> May pulls Colson back to the present, and Colson lies through his teeth and says that he just got scared seeing the place where it all happened to him, and he didn't want her to suffer like he did, But he says she didn't. For whatever reason, she didn't. And then Colson continues to watch Sky unconscious on her med bed.. <sighs> And now it's time for the post-content content. So we see Death Valley, California. A woman is walking through the desert in a gorgeous gown, a full blowout, and full glam makeup. I'm obsessed with her. Does she even sweat?
0: My goodness.
1: She walks up to a podunk motel where a newlywed couple is packing their stuff into their car. The woman comes up and takes a bottle of water from the groom and asks if all of Midgard is this desolate. Midgard? (laughs) What the fuck is that? Is that, like, a different level of guard than Asgard? Like, if guard means land or, like, people or something, then the as in Asgard means heaven and then, like, the mid is, like, earth and then a third one could be, like, hell guard. I don't know. I like linguistics.
0: It, it is um, an Asgardian thing. It is. It does have to do with, like, Thor and, like, that whole thing. Okay. Uh, Midgard is Earth. Um, I'm not sure what the other realms are called, but there's Asgard, Midgard. Interesting. And then other stuff. So
1: the, the man says, I don't know where Midgard is, but we're in Death Valley. The woman asks for a passage out of this valley of death to a more bountiful land. He apologizes, but their convertible only has two seats. She looks inside the motel office and sees the man's new wife speaking with the manager. She asks if that's his bride. He says they just got married the morning before. So the woman asks, do you prefer her to me? And good for him, he says yes. Yes. (laughs) He's like, um, yeah, (laughs) I prefer Nicole to pretty much everyone. That's why I married her. Thank you. So she inches closer to him and says, Loyalty, I admire that in a man. And then she puts her hand on his shoulder and looks deep into his eyes as his face goes blank. And she says, I'm going to need your help if I'm to remain free. I like that she's like, I admire loyalty in a man. And I want you to stop being loyal to her and start, start being loyal, loyal to me. To me. <laughs> And suddenly the two are driving away as his brand new wife, Nicole, comes running out of the motel office screaming for him. And his name was Jimmy, by oh, the
0: way. Poor Nicole. Ugh. Like I wanna know what happened to them after. Right. Like does he go back and explain? Does she believe him? Are they still together? Did they get divorced? Did they just like get an old? I don't
1: know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so then clearly under her spell, Jimmy looks over at the woman while they're on the road, and he says, I swear to protect you and keep you safe, but I don't even know your name. And she says, it's Lorelei.
0: Gilmore? <laughs> Where you lead, I will follow anywhere that you tell me to.
1: We're bringing all of our niche interests into this podcast. For
0: real. Shout out to Gilmore Guys for being the first podcast I ever listened to. (laughs) And uh, pretty much what we like fully lifted the premise of this podcast of a fan and then someone who's never seen the show.
1: Overall thoughts. So my first overall thought was, I can't believe Lorelai Gilmore is on this show. Oh my god. Um, Also, I was really prepared to hate Agent Garrett, but he was awesome. (laughs) I loved him.
0: Bill Paxton. He really sells it. I feel like anyone else in that role would have been, like, fucking insufferable. Um,
1: Also, I need Ward to stop being hot. Like, this is ridiculous. I want to go back (laughs) to hating him. (laughs) And then lastly, what the fuck was that blue thing? You
0: shall see. (laughs) Did not like that. Uh, So I have some, like, lanyop fun facts. So beginning with this episode and including this episode, these four episodes leading up to the release of Captain America the Winter Soldier were marketed as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uprising. Oh. Tune in for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uprising. (laughs) It was like a whole event. Interesting. This episode was also nominated for Outstanding Special and Visual Effects at the Emmys, uh, but they lost to the Game of Thrones episode, The Children. Ooh. I could not tell you which one that is. I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I don't know either. Mark Kolpak could do Game of Thrones, but whoever did Game of Thrones couldn't do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, never. Absolutely not. <laughs> Mark, we love you. Come on the pod. <laughs> yes. Mark. All right. Well, that concludes our episode on season one, episode fourteen. Teet. Teet. Oh my fucking god! Can I talk? Teet. Teet. <laughs> oh no. Okay. So that concludes our episode on season one, episode fourteen. Teet. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> You want me to say that line this time? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So that concludes our episode on Season 1, Episode 14, Tahiti.
0: If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast, on Twitter at Agent Nothing Pod. You can go to anchor.fm slash Agents of Nothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. You can also donate to us on Anchor if you want to. No pressure, but also we would like that very much and we would love yes. you forever. I'd be your best friend. <laughs> You can also email us at agentsofnothingpodcast at gmail.com and we might just read it on the show. Yeah. So, our personal socials, you can follow me, Mariah, on Twitter at Full Swamp Witch underscore, on TikTok at Submarine Warfare, and also on Instagram at Submarine Warfare.
1: And you can follow me, Caroline, on Twitter at RustyPage95. On Instagram at underscore rusty page and on TikTok at Crazy Ginger995.
0: Next week we'll be covering season one, episode 15. Yes men. So stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye, love you.